And now, here's your host, Milo Beasley. And welcome to a brand new episode of This Week in Disney History. I am your host, Milo Beasley. And man, do we have an interesting one for you this week. I guarantee you, I promise you that you will learn something this week. In fact, you may even learn something that you get to use in everyday conversation. In fact, there's a couple Super Bowl uh, facts coming up in this week in Disney history that you may be able to use during the big game and really just seem like the Disney nerd that everybody knows that you are. So let's go ahead and kick off uh, this week with starting with what, January 24th. Yes, January 24th, 1993. Toontown opens up at the Disneyland Park uh, in California, Toontown, based on um, Toontown from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, an interesting one here as the uh, Roger Rabbit ride did not actually open with Toontown uh, on opening day. Man, I absolutely love Toontown. They do some really cool things back during like the Halloween parties, they have a lot of cool meet and greets, uh, as well as during their um, hard ticket events. There's a lot of really cool meet and greets that they do back in Toontown at Disneyland. So uh, it's one of my favorite places to go back there. It's a nice little cool, fun place. So hopefully it opens back up sometime soon and uh, and we can head back over there. Uh, this date, January 24th to thousand Robert Iger or is, you know Bob uh, is is named president and COO the chief operating officer of the Walt Disney Company he would later on become the uh, CEO of Disney of the Walt Disney Company but here he's named the president and COO of the Walt Disney Company and then uh, six Six years later, to the date that he was named president of the Walt Disney Company, Bob Iger, Bob, uh, announces the purchase of Pixar. Uh, so uh, they had, obviously, they had a working relationship with Pixar. But then here, they straight up just buy the company. Because I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. But this is what the Walt Disney Company does. <laughs> uh, some folks may say that it is a monopoly of sorts, and they might be right. But uh, as far as the uh, Federal Trade Commission has said, that it is not. So we're going to just, just, just keep buying stuff up, which is cool because I like stuff. Uh, and then <laughs> uh, this day, January 24th, 2007, if you are a if you are a fan of Finding Nemo, then this is your day, as it was the grand opening of Finding Nemo the musical at uh, the Disney's Animal Kingdom, as well as the grand opening for the Seas with Nemo and Friends at the Epcot Center. I am an I I love the Seas with Nemo uh, at at Epcot. It's a little cute little ride and you get to actually go past real life aquatic mammals and animals uh while you're on a ride uh finding nemo the musical i think i've i think i've seen it one time 
I mean, it's not bad, uh, but I just feel like there's other things to do while you're at a Disney park than watch a musical. But, I mean, to each their own. Some people go and watch this thing every single time they're there, uh, several times a day. But, hey, hey, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. And I want to move on to January 25th. So January 25th, 1961, going, going back a little bit, was the world premiere. So we are celebrating the 60th anniversary of of 101 Dalmatians. This is obviously the animated one and not the live action with Glenn Close, which I absolutely love as well. But yes, six, what is that? Is that, is that right? 60 years? Wait, yeah. Wait, 70? 60. 60 years. I'm trying to do math in my head while staring at a bunch of numbers. Uh, Yes, 60 years of 101 Dalmatians. It's pretty incredible. Uh, and then January 25th, our first Super Bowl fact for this week, January 25th, 1987, uh, Super Bowl 21, the Giants beat the Broncos, but quarterback, Giants quarterback Phil Sims is the first player, the first athlete to ever mutter the words, I'm going to Disney World after uh, after winning the Super Bowl. He was paid seventy five thousand dollars as uh, as um, the NFL and Disney has made a deal that the the winning quarterback would rush off the field and say, "I'm going to Disney World" into a camera. But yes, this date, 1987, Phil Sims becomes the first NFL player to scream, I'm going to Disney World, into the camera. Uh, 1990, speaking of uh, cross-promotions, Coca-Cola and Disney sign a 15-year deal for cross-promotion. Disney characters will be seen on Coca-Cola merchandise, bottles, cans, and then in turn, Coca-Cola will be used inside the theme parks, which it is still being used today. So uh, I don't know how long. But I really hope. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a soda drinker, but um, they do have some other drinks and stuff like that that I am able to drink. Uh, so I am hoping that they stick with Coca-Cola for a while because I think other. Th- uh, I think SeaWorld is a Pepsi. I think C- right, unless they've recently changed. But SeaWorld was a Pepsi park, and uh, it's sometimes hard to find those extra, like those lemonades or sweet teas and stuff like that. So. Anyway, uh, let's go on to, so just a couple years ago, uh, January 25th, 2019, the Soundsational Parade, after a year hiatus, returns to Disneyland. I was able to see Soundsational for the, actually, I think in 2019, uh, while I was there for D23, I believe it was, um, I was able to see the Soundsational Parade for the very first time. And man, I was absolutely blown away. Mickey plays the drums. Maybe I'll post. I have a video of uh, Mickey playing the drums uh, and uh, a bunch of other cool things. Actually, I have the entire parade. Maybe I'll throw that entire parade video up there on the YouTubes so you can uh, check that out or the Instas or the the Twits, whatever. Uh, And then the same day, uh, January 25th, 2019, I know this. This made a lot of nerds happy. Kingdom Hearts 3 is finally released. 
uh, nerds everywhere rejoice. I am. I have never played a Kingdom Hearts game. Um, I'm yes. I worked for a video game company for twelve plus years. So you would think that I'd be all up on the video. I mean, video games plus Disney. You would think that would be me. But honestly, it's uh, I've never played Kingdom Hearts. So uh, we're going to move on. And this okay. So this next one is. Um, is gonna be quite shy. It's 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 gonna make if you're listening to this, you're gonna go, oh wow, I I I can't believe it, but yeah, it seems I guess that's legit. January twenty fifth, twenty twenty. So this marks the one year anniversary of Shanghai Disneyland closing due to uh, COVID nineteen caution. Um, so. Uh, they would end up, I think, opening in May. So they were closed for, what, five months? Um, so I think they were the first to reopen. But yes, it's been exactly a year since the first Disney park closed due to coronavirus cautions. So, And then uh, the next day, we're going to go ahead and skip into it a little bit. The next day, January 26th, Hong Kong Disneyland closed. So they took a... They 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 took it, the idea from Shanghai closing, and uh, obviously there were. I think there were at that point there were only I say only. I mean, uh, fifty. I mean, compared to you know what we're seeing now, fifty deaths not per day, but fifty deaths total in thousands of uh, infected, and they closed the park. Now we have thousands of people dying and hundreds of thousands of people being infected. And, um, and Walt Disney world is still open. I mean, I don't mind. I like going to Walt Disney world and I like the precautions that they are taking, but it just seems anyway, I'm not going to go on a political rant. So we're going <laughs> to go backwards in time a little bit. Uh, January 26, 1994. Now I had mentioned just a couple days, uh, uh, prior 1993 to town open. Well, it took an entire year for Roger Rabbit to get his own ride in Toontown. And uh, Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin opens up in Toontown at Disneyland. Also on this date, January 26, 2007, Toy Story Mania was announced at a press conference. And uh, what's kind of interesting about this is that it would end up being called Toy Story Midway Mania uh, was was the final name for the attraction, but it was this day that Toy Story Mania, not Midway Mania, was actually announced at a press conference. And Disney Cruise fans, if you are like me, you absolutely just can't can't wait for these cruises to get back up and running. Well, January 26, 2011, we talked about it last week. The Disney Dream had their inaugural voyage. They say sayonara to the land as they take off towards the Bahamas for the very first time. I'm super excited for the Disney wish to have its inaugural voyage. I'm guessing it's not going to happen in 2021, hopefully 2022. And uh, I will be on that. I do love the dream though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love. I mean, I, you know, I like all four ships dream is, uh, is a good one though. It's a nice and big one. Uh, so we're, uh, we talked about Hong Kong actually. Uh, so yeah, so actually, so Hong Kong closes on January 26th. It reopens in June, 
closes in July, reopened, <laughs> and then closes again in December. So it's actually closed three times, still closed as of right now. So we're going to go ahead and move on to January 27th. going to stay away from any... Um, anything uh, political here. So uh, January 27th, we're going back in the way back machine. 1832, Charles Ludwig Dogson is born. And I, I don't know who that is, but I do know who Lewis Carroll is. And, uh, and yeah, so that was uh, Lewis Carroll was Charles Ludwig Dogson's pen name so happy birthday to charles ludwig dogson otherwise known as lewis carroll who gave us through the looking glass and all that so any alice fans out there this is your day to celebrate the man who wrote through the looking glass uh january 27th 1991 another super bowl factoid for you this week super bowl 25 in tampa i remember this one i was 11 years old and seeing my home stadium on the tv for the super bowl was so so cool anyway so the halftime show was a walt disney production and it was uh, titled Walt Disney World Small World Tribute to 25 Years of the Super Bowl. Um, so what was actually interesting about this particular halftime show is that it wasn't shown at halftime. While this was actually taking place in the st- in the in the stadium live in front of the uh, fans, there folks at home were actually seeing Operation Desert Storm. Uh, news footage. So uh, this was obviously a, a big time in January 1991. Operation Desert Storm was a, a big, big deal. So the halftime show was actually shown after the Super Bowl. So um, I wish, man, I would love to see like a small world tribute to the Super Bowl now. Like get like a little small world Tom Brady uh, <laughs> little small world Jerry Rice. It'd be, <laughs> I think that'd be, uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, January 27th, 1996, the inaugural Indy 200 at the Walt Disney World Speedway. Um, I really only mentioned the Speedway because, uh, well, I ran on the Speedway uh, during the Walt Disney World Marathon and it was, you know, uh, so it was super, super challenging because you're running on these embankments. Uh, and then to go down there, you actually had like, it was super dangerous to like go onto the the track to begin with. And then the track is at an angle almost all the way around. So uh, it was, and I think it was, it was exactly a mile around. So it was, I was super happy to have done it, but actually I'm really happy to not ever have to do it again. And then January 27th, 2017, I can't believe it's been four years. Like I had to really go back and double check this because it just doesn't seem right. It seems like it was just last year, but planet Hollywood at Disney Springs, I almost said downtown Disney at Disney Springs reopens as the planet Hollywood observatory. It, again, it doesn't really doesn't seem like four years ago since Planet Hollywood Observatory reopened. Uh, reopened with uh, Guy Fieri doing like uh, 
doing, I don't want to say a meet and greet, but doing an appearance there as uh, there were special Guy Fieri offerings on the menu. And I do have to say, I actually just spent my birthday there at the Planet Hollywood. And it was my first time there since since 2000, let's say 2004, maybe. So it was my first you know, first time there in 15 plus years. Uh, I want to, yeah, 2004 ish, I guess maybe five, but, um, gosh, maybe even longer than anyway, uh, regardless, it's been almost 20 years since let's just say it's been almost 20 years. Uh, I, I loved it. I had a, a great time. I thought the, the food was really good. And then I had one of those shakes. So I had the milkshake with the birthday cake on top and it was fantastic. And, now I'm fat, so thank you, Guy Fieri. Uh, moving on to, uh, I just blame it on him, right? Uh, so moving on to January 28th, going back to 1942. Uh, if you've been listening and if you're just a fan of Walt in general, then you know that Walt Disney was a huge proponent of the war efforts here in the United States. Um here, he actually helped design the Lend-Lease insignia. So this was a, a emblem that was used on, on packaged food and cargo containers uh, that would be any, anywhere in the world. So it wasn't just here. So anywhere in the world, it was used on packaged foods and cargo to let them know that the individual products inside were from the United States. Um, this was supposed to show, you know, like, Hey, you see, see this emblem everywhere. And, uh, it was supposed to signify, uh, the economic might and strength and the generosity of the United States, basically saying, uh, we're here and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, so it was this date, January 28th. 1942 that the insignia designed by Walt and Roy O. Disney was given to the Secretary of Agriculture and then uh, displayed across uh, the packaging worldwide during the war. Uh, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool, actually. Um, I would love to, see, man, I would love to get my hands on something that had the insignia and, and have it up in my office. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, January 28th, 1999. Now, despite having its actual world premiere or uh, show premiere, as the case may be, in December of 98, it was January 28th, 1999 that Cirque du Soleil opens the door uh, officially to guest at the downtown Disney area at the Walt Disney World. And it has since been closed down, and there's supposed to be a new, a new Cirque Plus Disney show. I think that was supposed to already open, but you know, there's no inside shows and stuff like that opening anytime soon. But yeah, so it was this date, 1999, that the big Cirque building that you see anytime you go by Disney Springs, downtown Disney, Orlando, uh, was open. Uh, and then 2010, January 28th, 2010, uh, the Walt Disney World Sports Complex gets a little facelift with the addition of that famous ESPN sign right there at the entrance. Now, it wouldn't actually become the... Uh, what is it? The Walt Disney World or 
ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex at Walt Disney World, like whatever the long that long name. It wouldn't become that until I think February. So still another month away from the official change. But the sign's put in and we get to see that sign every time we run into the Wide World of Sports Complex when running the Walt Disney Marathon, except uh, in 2020, last year, they actually skipped Wide World of Sports and then we ran through some other areas that I really didn't like and Blizzard Beach, which was okay. But I actually, unlike 90% of the people who run the Walt Disney World Marathon, I actually like running through ESPN. It has all the best characters. They're all sports related. Um, there's bananas. There's, uh, it's, I, I personally like, I know a lot of people don't. I really hope when the when uh, the marathon comes back that we are running back through wide world of sports simply because uh i feel like it's a little bit of a break it's not the worst running and you get to see some really fun sports characters <clears throat> all right so where are we at january january 20th i feel like we're just like blowing through this week i apologize to folks who are using this for their ride to work or from or from work um, or at the gym and you're like, oh man, I usually go a half an hour and we're just like blowing through this week. So maybe I'll, I will talk a little bit slower. Uh, January 29th, 1941. Fantasia has its California premiere at the Carthay Circle. So here's something really, this this will take up some time as I learn you a little something. So uh, we, we learned... Um, what back in November, watch the YouTube shows that Fantasia debuts in um, in New York City, right? So Fantasia debuts in November of 1940. We have our big anniversary, but RKO, who produced uh, Fantasia, did not think it was. Uh, I don't want to say good enough. It wasn't uh, feasible for this feature length cartoon that people weren't going to sit in it, sit during the show. So they didn't want to give it a wide release. So what they ended up doing was called the Fantasia road shows. So they actually started taking Fantasia and just to one city at a time. So they started off in New York and had the big New York premiere and then uh, eventually ended up in Carthay Circle, which DCA fans know, Carthay Circle. Uh, but yeah, so Fantasia ends up in uh, in California on this date, January 29th, 1941, for I think a 13-week 13 13-week 13 uh, showing. So yeah, so um, unlike movies now where you, uh, you know, movie opens and it opens every, well every, everywhere pretty much. Again, we're talking non-COVID. We're talking uh, uh, January 2020. <laughs> you know, a movie opens and it opens pretty much everywhere, right? Except for, you know, a couple things, a couple movies open in New York and uh, LA first, right? This was completely different. They took the show on the road, as the saying goes. Um, I I think that's actually a really cool concept. I, I would love to see how that pans out now but now it's been what 80 years 80 years since 
Fantasia has been seen, first seen in California. So the road shows I'm absolutely fascinated by. I definitely want to do more research on this uh, Fantasia road show after after the you know coming going off the air. But yeah, so absolutely fascinating. And speaking of premieres. January 29th, 1959, Sleeping Beauty. Speaking of California world premieres, Sleeping Beauty has its world premiere in LA, January 29th, 1959. Um, what can I say about Sleeping Beauty? I mean, I mean, it's a classic, but not one of my favorites. And I know I'm probably going to get some flack for that, but... There's just been so many good Disney. I mean, everyone. Oh, that's. Oh, yeah, it's one of my favorites. One of my favorites. But after a while, what does one of your favorites actually mean? Uh, again, Sleeping Beauty is good. It's a classic. Not one of my favorites. So, apologies. You can bring that. I don't care. Bring the hate. Bring the hate. Uh, January 29th, nineteen ninety five. Here's our last Super Bowl fact for the week. Um, yeah. So January. Uh, 29th, Super Bowl 29 in Miami, Florida. Halftime show uh, is a Walt Disney World production titled Indiana Jones in the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. What is interesting about this is that just, uh, just a month or so later, like the first weekend of, uh, of March, there would be a ride opening, an attraction opening at Disneyland titled Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. So there was actually a show, a halftime show for Super Bowl 29 before there was an actual attraction at Disneyland. See, you are learning something. So next time you're in that queue, Disneyland folks, you can look to the guy next to you and say, hey, did you know, and they will look at you with the most bitter taste, like, why are you even talking to me, bro? Anyways, uh, January 29th, 2012. I love Indiana Jones. It is one of my favorite, right? It's like the same thing as Dinosaur here, but I don't I don't like Dinosaur as much as I like Indiana Jones. Uh, so folks who have done both, who have done both Walt Disney World and um, and Disneyland? What I mean, do you like both uh, attractions the same? Man, I I don't know, man. I I just so there's something about Indiana Jones, and I'm not a huge Indiana Jones movie guy. In fact, I just saw the movies for the first time like a couple of years ago. I did the ride. <laughs> I rode the ride before I saw any of the movies, and uh, so whatever. I'm moving on. Uh, January 29th, 2012, the very first Tinkerbell half marathon uh, was held at Disneyland. That was one run. That was probably the run that I wish I would have been able to do uh, uh, was the, the, the Tinkerbell half. I did the Disneyland half over there. I did the Avengers run. Um, I did not do the Star Wars run over there because simply because I, I had it over here, so I didn't want to run over there. But the Tinkerbell, I really wish that I had done. I think they ended up moving that to Mother's Day uh, prior to 
uh, Mother's Day weekend prior to just canceling all the races at Disneyland. But yeah, I, I really wish I did. In fact, if, and then if you, so they did this thing, um, if you ran and uh, a half marathon um, at Disneyland and then at Disney World, they would give you a medal called the Coast to Coast Medal. So it would, so you would have your, your, your marathon, your half marathon, marathon, whatever medals. And then if you, uh, you ran on both coast, it, you got a, you got a, a third medal that said coast to coast, uh, half marathon on it, um, or coast to coast challenge, whatever. I got a couple of them. No biggie. <laughs> uh, but they were doing a thing. If you did the princess half marathon, I guess the Tinkerbell would have been first. So if you did the Tinkerbell half marathon in January and then the princess half marathon at Walt Disney world in February, your coast to coast metal lanyard and possibly the, I think they ended up doing the metal too, but at least the lanyard would be pink. And to this day, not getting that pink lanyard haunts me to this day. So I really want to display it, but um, no such luck. All right, so here we are on our last day this week, January 30th, January 30th, 1986. Steve Jobs purchases the computer graphics division from George Lucas's Industrial Lights and Magic Company. And then he would then, you know, take that computer graphics division, uh, retheme it, retitle it, and call it Pixar. So this week, we have both the founding of the Pixar company and the sale of the Pixar company, all within a, a obviously, uh, was that like 20, 20 years? Yes, yeah, so from 20 years from the time that he bought the, the graphics division to the time that it was sold, 20 years. Good job, Steve Jobs. And then finally... Hey, it gave us hey, it gave us Toy Story and it gave me Buzz Lightyear. So that's all I really care. Um our last thing for this week, January 30th, 1998, Walt Disney World debuts Illuminations at the Epcot Center. Illuminations is a nighttime show featuring projections, lighting, fireworks to be held at the Lagoon at the Epcot Center. Um, this was the original Illuminations. It was renamed. Uh, there were like two. There were three iteration iterations of it, but this was the very first Illuminations at the Epcot Center. Now, um, I think they're they're preparing for a brand new show. Um, I know there's like a huge structure in the middle of the lagoon that looks very awkward. So, I would say that they are preparing for a new nighttime show over at the Epcot. So that'll do it for this week in Disney history. Thanks for hanging out with me. Um, uh, please, uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to one of the three main ways of getting This Week in History podcast, either on my website through the uh, com slash podcast, or through iTunes, or through Spotify. I don't know of any other ways to get podcasts, so if you do, let me know so I can prop this bad boy up on there. And of course, please check out the Milo Beasley Show, also on the YouTubes. Lots of very cool guests coming up. 
uh, I believe last week, which if depending on what day you're listening to this, uh, Connor from the WWE is my guest. And next week, Ring of Honor's Kenny King have a lot of really cool ones uh, scheduled coming up for February. Can't give those away right now, but I'll share my February lineup uh, once February rolls around. So again, thank you for hanging out with me this week. And I'll see you next week for this week in Disney history.